October 23rd. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. We'll see that God's grace strengthens us and enables us to be faithful teachers and soldiers, athletes, farmers, workers, vessels, and servants. The world looks on us as evildoers, but we are God's elect, willing to live and die for Jesus Christ. God's grace enables us to overcome our three great enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. God's grace enables us to endure hardship. We fight the Lord's battle so that uh, we do not deny the Lord. It helps us do the work to which we're called, a work that we need not be ashamed of and deal with the problem of people of whom we are not afraid. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. October 23rd, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. Timothy, my dear son, be strong with the special favor God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach many things, that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Teach these great truths to trustworthy people who are able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And as Christ's soldier, do not let yourself become tied up in the affairs of this life. For then you cannot satisfy the one who has enlisted you in his army. Follow the Lord's rules for doing his work just as an athlete either follows the rules or is disqualified and wins no prize. Hard-working farmers are the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will give you understanding in all these things. Never forget that Jesus Christ was a man born into King David's family and that he was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal, but the word of God cannot be chained. I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This is a true saying. If we die with Him, we will also live with Him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind every one of these things, and command them in God's name to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless, and they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard, so God can approve you. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid godless, foolish discussions that lead to more and more ungodliness. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are examples of this. They have left the path of truth, preaching the lie that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred, and they have undermined the faith of some. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and those who claim they belong to the Lord must turn away from all wickedness. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. 
The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a utensil God can use for His purpose. Your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the Master to use you for every good work. It's not about me. It's not my party. I am not the main attraction. Why don't you say that with me? It's not about me. Say it. It's not my party. I am not the main attraction. Feels good, doesn't it? I'm not sure you meant it, but just, just think about it. It's so freeing. It's not about you or me. You're, you're, you're not the star of the show. It's not your party. You get to be at the party. You get to be a part of, you, you're one of the attendants. It's not your party. You rejoice to know the groom, to hear his voice. And then here's one last thing John says. I need to get less important, and he needs to get more important. This is true greatness. Your favorite athletes, your favorite movie stars, your favorite politicians, your favorite heroes, they may be doing great things in a certain way. But listen, no hero is truly great unless he is truly humble. You're not really great unless you are really humble. One commentator says, the last words of John to be recorded in this gospel form surely one of the greatest utterances ever to fall from human lips. It's right. He must increase, I must decrease. Is this your prayer? It's my prayer. Is this your purpose? You may be familiar with the line from John Piper, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. I'd like to add a a complimentary line. We will only be most satisfied when we delight in God being most glorified. We will only be most satisfied when we delight in God being most glorified. It so mitigates against everything in our human nature when you're a kid and you go to the, the park and there's, there's somebody at the slide and you're waiting to go up or at the pool and they're, what do you say? Get down! It's my turn. Get down. Go! And if they're just waiting up there, just, just loitering up at the top of the slide. Get down. It's my turn to go up. Would you get down? That's what you think as a kid. We think the same thing as adults. We just become a little more socialized with how we express it. That's, that's the human heart. Would you get down so I can get up? True greatness is just the opposite. L- let, let me get down so that Jesus can get up. Calvin again says, in the meantime, he declares that he will most willingly endure to be reduced to nothing, provided that Christ occupy and fill the whole world with his rays. And this zeal of John, all pastors of the church ought to imitate by stooping with the head and shoulders to elevate Christ. 
Is that your purpose and mine? Is it your prayer and mine? I'll, I'll, I'll bend down if it means I'm lifting up Christ. They ask, what are you going to do about it, John? He's out there baptizing. And John says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay myself down and I'm going to lift him up. And you know what? I will be wonderfully happy doing it. You've been told your whole life that you're special, and you are. You're special, but you're not a savior. And you don't need the light of the moon when the sun has arisen. Psalm 92, verse 1, chapter 93, verse 5. It is good to thank the Lord for every day He gives you. As the day begins, you can look ahead by faith and praise Him for His loving kindness. As the day ends, you can look back and praise Him for His faithfulness. It's good to thank the Lord that you are part of what is eternal. You cannot understand eternity, but you can have eternal life through faith in Christ, and you can live for what is eternal. It is even good to thank the Lord for old age. Yeah, in old age, those who live for Christ become fresh, flourishing, fruitful, and faithful. Instead of complaining, they are praising the Lord and witnessing for Him. Psalm 92, verse 1, through chapter 93, verse 5. A psalm to be sung on the Lord's Day. A song. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by the harp and lute and the harmony of the lyre. You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. O oh Lord, what great miracles you do, and how deep are your thoughts. Only an ignorant person would not know this. Only a fool would not understand it. Although the wicked flourish like weeds and evildoers blossom with success, there is only eternal destruction ahead of them. But you are exalted in the heavens. You, O Lord, continue forever. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. All evildoers will be scattered. But you have made me as strong as a wild bull. How refreshed I am by your power! With my own eyes I have seen the downfall of my enemies. With my own ears I have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly will flourish like palm trees, and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted into the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare, The Lord is just. He is my rock. There is nothing but goodness in Him. The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has been established from time immemorial. You yourself, are from the everlasting past. The mighty oceans have roared, O Lord. The mighty oceans roar like thunder. 
the mighty oceans roar as they pound the shore. But mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, the Lord above is mightier than these. Your royal decrees cannot be changed. The nature of your reign, O Lord, is holiness forever. Proverbs 26, verses 3 through 5. Guide a horse with a whip, a donkey with a bridle, and a fool with a rod to his back. When arguing with fools, don't answer their foolish arguments, or you will become as foolish as they are. When arguing with fools, be sure to answer their foolish arguments, or they will become wise in their own estimation. Proverbs 26, verses 3 through 5.